Hey everyone, this is Pete from Rage Quit Wire. We got an exciting announcement. January 18th and 19th of 2020, we're going to be running a Guild Ball tournament at the Scarab Gaming Convention in Columbia, South Carolina. It's going to be Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 4 p.m. It's either going to be one large tournament or two smaller tournaments, depending on size and attendance. It's going to be $100 prize support per 10 people. So the more we get signed up, the more swag we get. Trophies are going to be provided for the champion of the tournament, best painter, and sportsmanship. It's only $40 for the entire convention weekend. That's a special price for Guild Ball players. If you are interested in registering, email Pete at rage.quit.wire at gmail.com. Looking forward to having people sign up and rolling some dice and throwing some salt. Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalp would be thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. You know, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is gonna be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We're back from the old Virginia. We've got uh, got some jet lag and we got some kidney stones passed, but we're here. I didn't have jet lag, I was good. <laughs> I got home time for Game of Thrones. Uh, we we got home right when Game of Thrones was happening, so. Uh, I had to get the old DVR out. Yep, so we're back at it. Got got some things to talk about. We're going to recap uh, some spring fling things, just some trends we noticed. We're not going to do like a battle report thing. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the weekend, some, uh, some things that we noticed, some things that we liked. And we'll talk about some things that got resolved finally. And Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll talk about, uh, yeah, just whatever else rolls up on the, on the cast, not... Not too structured tonight. We just felt like putting out some content. We're just winging it. Yep. <laughs> Not a lot planned today. Like when I teach, just wing it. I, I believe Chris is here too, but I haven't heard him yet. Yeah, I'm here. Is he eating? Is he eating? <laughs> no, I'm not fucking eating. Jeez. He's either eating or passing another stone. Man, I've been having to eat vegetarian meals. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Might as well just kill yourself. I know, right? It's not terrible. I ate vegetarian all day today. It was pretty good. Well, you live in Nashville, so... Well, now I, I think that you're insane, because I have to do this against my will, so I don't understand how people do it of their own free will. I'll hook you up with some, some ideas of food that I eat that's pretty good. <laughs> kind of looking at some news and announcements, we got a couple events that are coming up that are actually pretty big. So, first off, we got in the middle of May there, we got a little tournament, you may have heard of it, it's called Old Jake's How's That? So we're up to about 50 players in that tournament, and that tournament's on the weekend of May 18th. Uh, Two-day tournament, getting all amped up for that. I still claim it's going to be the best tournament of the year. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun, for sure. I mean, we got the brewery for a whole two days. Yep. Bring your drinking hats, because we're going. So we got that tournament coming up. Another tournament that a lot of people are excited about... And this is more for that Midwest crowd, but I know there's a couple people that'll probably go over that way, especially from like Chicago in the north. Is you got Muzon Con, which has a pretty decent guild ball tournament. I think last year they got pretty close to 30 people in that tournament. So hopefully that'll kind of keep going up and they'll get more players this year. So we won't be making it out to that one, but it definitely looks like a good time since it's at Muzon Con. And then the last tournament that I saw pop up today, and I pinged you on this, John, is they got a Mountaineers Guild Open up in West Virginia uh, this summer, which is on July 20th. And yes. I'm, a, I'm actually surprised how that's not too far away from Charleston to Charleston. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're going to drive well, up lo- for the day? So, well, so I looked up and I was like, okay, how far a drive would this be? You know, and it's like a seven-hour drive, and that's definitely doable for the summer. So I'm okay. keeping my eye on that. I'm talking to some of the West Virginia guys. I'm gonna see uh, see what kind of hookup we'd get in this uh, in this tournament. They got they got it slotted for 32 people. Well, you let me know what kind of hookup we get. Yeah, we both got the summer off, so you know maybe that's something we should do. Like maybe somebody flies down and gets me. That, that'd be the hookup I want. Oh yeah. All right. Well. 
those are kind of the big tournaments that are coming up pretty soon here in the U.S. that are of decent size. Uh, yeah, it, it's just three good tournaments, and I'm really looking forward to how's that. Heck yeah. Yeah, how's so that? Let's get, yeah, let's get geared up for that, get the swag, get the drinks going. Hopefully Chris doesn't have a kidney stone in the middle of the tournament again. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, so if you went to Spring Fling, you may have noticed that on Friday and Saturday, Chris was a big grumpopotamus. And then on Sunday, he magically got better. And then he got a little grumpy, but yeah. I wasn't grumpy about <laughs> anything on fr- on Sunday. I was I was like, Sunday, you uh, Sunday, you're a little better. Yeah, I was feeling good on Sunday. So actually, um, uh, yeah, I was sick as a dog on Saturday, um, just feeling terrible, and uh, got beat up real good. And then on uh, Sunday, when I was feeling good, I kind of avenge the fallen and uh got and brought my, it back got got some of my pride back I, I was able to win my last two games of the event and i ended up finishing three and three um i really wish that i could get the uh the saturday games back uh just be feeling better and you know hopefully playing better and i think that you know everyone's kind of been in that situation where they're non-optimal and it can be frustrating yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I was pretty impressed, Chris, just because, I mean, you played all the three of those, or all four of those games on Saturday, and if if you were at Spring Fling and you saw this damn kidney stone, Chris pissed out, it looks like he was freaking miserable. Looks like his fucking dick fell off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how you did it, man. I mean, I was like, man, no wonder Chris was such a bitch last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, I was like... Having a superhero through that thing. So, um, yeah, to, to kind of just give a, a quick breakdown of my uh, games, I played against uh, multiple people that uh, I've known and, and seen at events and those types of things over the years. Uh, specifically, Neil Burns, I played in round one. And then uh, in round three, I played against uh, one of Brett Smith's crew, Danny Dean and uh, those were games against guys that are, are pretty high level guys and yeah. games that I, I kind of want to rematch on uh, I'm yeah. I, I played both of those guys they were both fun yeah yeah they, they were really nice guys um, and I enjoyed them um, but I definitely uh, would would like to play them when I'm feeling good and not not as grumpy yeah and it was awesome to see you know finally meet Brett Smith and his gang just because um, Brett Smith got a bunch of Rage Quit Wire swag from us, and he also um, he also got my Miners Guild, the painted one that I did all yellow. So he's rocking them out now, and yeah, he, he was really cool to meet him and and his gang. And I mean, they played some pretty cool games on uh, Saturday and Sunday for sure. They finished pretty decent. Yeah, they're they're, they're a solid they're a solid crew. They're a solid meta out there, and so I, I really enjoyed playing against them. Uh, the the other guy that I played from that group was Nate. And Nate was uh, Nate was a good game, and I I played terribly, but uh, he he was a nice guy, and I enjoyed playing with him. Yeah, and kind of looking at Spring Fling, we actually so I don't know if you guys know this, we actually finished the exact same we did last year. John, you went five and one again. Ooh. I went I went four and two again, and Chris went three and three. I again, finished so. better. Uh, I think last year you went three. No, three. I was two and four last year. It was very frustrating. All right, well, always always improving then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so one step up, but um, actually this get kind of gives a little bit of a, a segue, and we'll go back to spring fling. But uh, I was talking about because it, it was frustrating going through that Saturday where I was sick, and you know a lot of times you don't feel like the losses are because you're sick or anything like that. You're just having a frustrating experience. And so I was talking to him with Michael Klein. And so uh, to give a little, a short get good segment for those listening, we were talking about my games and he was asking me about what was happening. And I was just kind of expressing that I was frustrated. And at one point he asked me, he said, well, how are you doing on clock? And I'm like, oh, I was way up on clock. And like every game, I was like, you know, plus 10 minutes or, or something like that, right? Uh, even in the games that I, I lost, the one against Danny Dean, the one against Nate, uh, I was up on clock. And uh, Michael Klein made the comment, he's like, well, 
I mean, do you think that part of it is you were impatient and making rash decisions because you're just not feeling very well and you just want to get on with it? And I thought about that and it kind of brought me back down to earth because obviously I was just feeling a lot of frustration. But I realized, yeah, I was probably not taking enough time. I was probably uh, feeling stressed by the situation and, and acting rashly and, and just, you know, going through the motions or, or making snap decisions. And so in segue to a get good comment or, or a piece of advice is, yes, uh, a lot of times people have the concern of clocking themselves and not using their clock well. You can also be in the ballpark where you're using your clock quickly or, or you're not using your clock because you're acting quickly, but you're doing that at the detriment of making good decisions. You're acting too rashly. You need to slow down. I, I think that that's a good piece of insight that I got from Michael Klein. Uh, a very small comment by him, but a good reminder, not only for when you're feeling like you're not optimal, but also when you're feeling good, but you're just not playing well. The only comments Michael Klein's make are small comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike. That guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's definitely true. I mean, there's times where I notice that when I rush through like decisions and I'm just like, ah, whatever, I'll just do this. Uh, sometimes that doesn't work out the best. Uh, game I lost to a butcher player and I think it was round three. But anyways, I played against Brad and I, I got a goal and then he kicked one back and I probably should have killed the ball pretty hard behind Rage, which... That was a mistake, too. I shouldn't have dropped Rage into that bore, but I tried it anyways. And instead, I was just like, screw it. I'm going to take another snapback goal. And, and that pretty much ended the game because he was just able to get two takeouts and win the game. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things when you just say screw it and make a quick decision, it doesn't work out for you all the time. You need to, you know, make careful decisions and figure out what the best course of action is going to be. I find like I, I do that a lot when the dice start going, not going in my favor. I get in a rush. And stop measuring shit, and uh, yeah, just play a little sloppy and sloppy and fast because I get frustrated. Yeah, because you're just like, man, well, that's not going right. Well, let's try this, and you just try some random thing, and that's when you miss some plays that might be, you know, better or a little more um, beneficial to your team. Yeah, if you're ever in a situation where you're losing or you're in a bad situation, but you're way up on clock. That's probably a good indicator. Slow it down. Think things through a little bit more. You do have the time. Use it to your advantage. Yeah, so look, going back to Spring Fling, there were a ton of Butchers players. There were nine Butchers altogether. Uh, also a decent amount of Farmers. There were five Farmers players. And then we had some uh, Fish. And there were so, and then there that, were some dumbasses that just like won Best in Guild by default. Yeah, hey, I won Best in Guild and John plays third. <laughs> I don't but, know what tro I don't know what trophy you got, Chris, but but there was one butcher to rule them all. Yeah, John got best in guild for butchers, and that was one thing I was going to ask you guys because everybody's like scared of that boar, which you know, I mean, he's he's good, right? He's he's a bad man, and he'll punish you when you make mistakes. But if you look at where butchers finished, really, most of the butchers kind of finished, you know, somewhere in between outside of the top eight, somewhere in between like eight and. 30 is where most of the butchers kind of finished. Well, that's uh, it's also a little skewed because we got what to round five and there were four butchers at the top in the like in the top eight or something. Yeah, yeah. So they ended up all playing like better players and then dropping down, you know, finishing four and two or three and three. Yep. But just because they were also playing the top level talent at the tournament. Yeah, and I think that's a good point is that butchers have always been one of those guilds where they punish newer to mediocre players like they do so much damage that they just like destroy people that don't know how to work around them but once they get to those top tables they're a little people know how to control them a little better right right and i think john you kind of saw that in your game against frank when he was playing his corsair list i mean he he kind of just you want to speak how he kind of just dealt with that boar and some of the problems you had playing into him oh yeah he put his entire team in a forest <laughs> <laughs> Cover covers pretty good. I mean, pretty much his entire team was in a forest, and I took Vet Boar into Corsair and barely, like, barely didn't kill him. 
And then, I mean, after I didn't kill him, and Vetvor's, you know, went first activation, hoping to kill Corsair. I mean, without Corsair, his team is, you know, really struggles. But Corsair had a full stack on him, and it just went downhill from there. And I, it's just him sitting in, like, in a forest with my boar dead, so he's up on me. And, uh, yeah, I just, I didn't know where to go from there. Yeah, and that time it was almost like just ramming your head against the wall where it's like, well, I have to keep trying to kill stuff because that's my game, right? Right. And it was one, I mean, that was one of the games specifically where dice kind of went didn't go in my favor one time and then I left something. You know, I, I thought I had a, a six-point activation with Boiler, you know, throw an axe, kill Corsair, kick a goal, and I left Boiler six and an eight inches away from Corsair. And it was just because I was frustrated and not measuring shit like I should. Not yeah, that, I, I mean, not that it changed the game, but... I mean, still, even though I thought Frank was, you know, way outplaying me after after that first missed kill, I still wasn't far out of the game, and I ended up losing on. I mean, it was, I lost on clock points officially, but yeah. One thing that there, I, there I, I felt throughout things. the course of the weekend was I I was surprised by how reliant I felt on scoring goals. Like there were definitely games, uh, and granted, I wasn't feeling well, so. My assessment of these games might not be the most accurate. I'll, I'll give you that up front. But there were definitely games that I felt like, man, I'm kind of having a tough time killing models unless that boar is getting loose, right? Like, you would think that these other models like Vet Ox, Gutter that they would be able to kill a little bit more efficiently than they were in those games. And so I definitely noticed that I had some struggles getting that six takeout type of game that I think everyone <laughs> hopes for with Vet Boar. I think I don't know I don't know you want six, but But no, but no, that's I mean... that's kind of the dream for somebody that really wants to get in and kill with the butchers, right? Like they they want an all takeout game or the possibility of that it really didn't feel like that was very possible, and I felt like I was reliant on these two-two games, or you know. Uh, well, well, it's kind of like last season when Vet Rage was so good that you know you could get two easy takeouts and then you could score two quick goals, and that was like super easy for Rage to do most of the time. And and that's kind of I feel like where Boar is. Like when I played against Brad Moreland's Butchers, like he just pretty much had to sneeze on two of my really squishy models to kill him. And then he had two pretty easy goals because I didn't protect the ball. I just kind of kicked him in and he snapped it back. So yeah, two twos like really easy for butchers if you can manage it. I mean, I, I thought, I don't know if I played a, I think I played one six zero game, but it was mostly 4-1, especially because the butchers are the glass cannons. And it was, you know, I'm throwing all this damage out and getting kills real quick, but I'm, what I'm, I'm also trying to position my kills into open up lanes to go score that last goal. So my, yeah. you know, that's where I choose one model over the other. Who Vet Boar is going to kill is who do I need to get out of the way? Because a lot of times I end up, you know, getting up two active, you know, two activations. Boar kills somebody, and then goes and kills somebody else on that last big goal run. You know, to get me to eight points, and then I just end up walking the ball to the goal because I've cleared the cleared the lane. And John, let me ask you this, uh, because I noticed a few Butcher players tell me this. Uh, what do you think about the Farmer matchup against Butchers? Because I heard a couple of Butcher players say that Farmers were a pretty tough matchup for them. Uh, it can be if you can't get a hold of Thresher. Okay. See, I, I played it one time. I played that same guy, Danny Dean, and uh, he made the mistake of overextending Thresher. So I took, you know, Shank put, took Thresher down really low. Then killed him off, so he was out. He was without Thresher turn two, and then Boar just kind of took over, killing models. Yeah, because I mean Thresher can definitely do some work on Vet Boar and just kind of win you the game. And that three inch reach can really make it where Vet Boar can't get his free charge off. Yep. So that's also something good you can throw out there. Yeah, and that was I had a plan. You know, I saw that, and I I told Bryce that while we were there, I watched his game. Last week I watched his game versus Florian. Um, I don't know Florian's last name or first name, whatever. Then he played Butchers, and I thought I watched Bryce do a really good job of that three-inch melee, shutting Boar down because he, you know, shutting that charge down is good to do it. So my plan the whole time was, oh, I'm taking Vet Ox into that matchup so I can pull Thresher if I need to. Yeah, that way if you need a push to get him in, so you can engage him, then you can. Yeah, and then I chose my six and realized I forgot Vet Ox. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> but it just it just never came down. I ended up. 
you know, having the ball most of the game and using it to move that Boar around to go get Thresher. You know, Thresher came back on, Boar had the ball, Boar passes the ball and goes and kills Thresher again. I tell you what, though, there is some kind of renaissance of trying to get Grange to work because I kicked off to Farmers twice and they dropped Grange into me twice when I played them over the weekend. And how did that work out? So, uh, I mean, I won both those games. So. And did like... Bryce, who won the tournament, drop Grange at all during the weekend? Um, what do you think? <laughs> I don't believe you did. No. Yeah. So uh, there might be so you might be claiming a renaissance of people trying to get Grange to work. There's not a renaissance in him working. No. <laughs> and it's just the the reason is it's just there's nowhere really for you to hide the ball on, and you're slower than Thresher if you're playing Grange. And for the family is really cool, but I mean. How, how much are you really hoping to get out of that? So, yeah, I just, I feel like Grange just needs something else. He still doesn't quite have an identity for me. Like, I, I don't know. I know there's a couple people in Europe playing him really well, but I, I don't see it right now. So, I'm just kind of curious. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hey, and here's some other uh, hot tips for people that want to play Union. <laughs> Blackheart's better than Vet Rage. So, there, yeah. I said it. I mean they both have their matchups but I I was really I was really getting frustrated with Vet Rage in the first three rounds of the tournament just because I went one and two and I was like I was kind of pissed off at myself because I I probably dropped him in a couple of matchups I shouldn't have and so I was just like you know what screw it I'm going to go Blackheart the rest of the way I'm going to go for 2-2 3-0 games whatever gets you know whatever I can get so I ended up having a better time, and I ended up winning my last uh, my last three games. So hey. I like I like Blackheart a lot. He's fun. Mm-hmm. But I did learn something else over the weekend. Rats are better. Well, not only that, but <laughs> hey, man, you you don't want to draw the eye of the rage of the uh, rat catchers community. Let me tell you, <laughs> those so were funny. some pissed off motherfuckers. <laughs> I had so much fun just talking shit about you. I know. Well, it was just funny because, so there we were, you know, it was Saturday night, we were getting a little drunk, and all of a sudden, we're playing Dungeon Mayhem, which is a great game. If you haven't played it, it's an awesome card game. How, wait, how many games of that do you think we played? 40? 50? Probably close to that. <laughs> just, <laughs> it was fun. But, so we were playing the crap out of Dungeon Mayhem, and all of a sudden, you turned to me like, hey, Pete Kane, whatever happened to playing Rat Catchers at Spring Fling? Way to, way to represent the guild. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're like, dude, some dude just flamed you on the Rat Catchers page. Oh, it was, uh, what's his name, Brigham? Yeah, I think so. Name? Brigham Facer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was him. Yeah, he's he one of the guys from on the Utah. Rat <laughs> yeah, he, I'm sure, he, he I'm sure he's it. listening to this right now. So thank <laughs> you for like, flaming Pete on that. Oh, I was I, like, damn. And then Dan White, of course, chimed in. He's like, you were supposed to be the chosen one. Oh man, I had more fun. I was just doing that by my like talking shit by myself. I think I had seven comments to my own comments. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but there's a lot of beer talking there. Yeah, and, yeah. Didn't you like were... call out while you were in your drunken stupor? Didn't you call out Bryce? He did. Probably. <laughs> he's like, he was like, "What are you drinking over there?" He's like, "Tea." He's like, "Okay, passively Scottish." <laughs> Oh, because oh, I was trying to get him to have a beer with me? Yeah. He's like, way, way to talk shit to get the guy to try to drink a beer with you. It's because yeah, it, like it was like five in the morning's his time. <laughs> he's sitting there just talking to us. Yeah, the poor guy is just trying to, you know, he's, he's operating on, you know, fumes here. And you're just sitting there talking shit to him so he'll drink a beer. Yeah, my bad. I was having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently in the UK there, root beer isn't a thing. And so... Okay. I was talking to Bryce, and I got a root beer from, like, the counter and let him try root beer for the first time. And he's like... How'd, how'd that go? He's like, well, this does taste like medicine. <laughs> but I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll drink that. <laughs> and he drinks the rest of this A&W root beer. Um, I just thought it was kind of funny, like, the cultural differences between the two nations like root beer is super popular here and i've never heard of any american saying it tastes like medicine 
Yeah, and Bryce was just smashing it during the tournament. I think the the finals game with him and Frank was probably the closest game he had, and it was like 12-8 or something like that. So Yeah, fucking Bill yeah. brought in a fucking ringer. Yeah, he's like, you want to know what? Let's go ahead and give all the prizes to Bryce. Yeah, he's like, hey, yeah, I... hey, everybody. Why don't you guys pay to get your asses kicked by Bryce? <laughs> also, <laughs> hey, hey, everybody, we're going to do this like, Kenyans coming over here and winning all your fucking marathons. <laughs> From now on, we're going to bring an Englishman over every year. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good time, though. Uh, yeah, I, I just I enjoyed meeting everybody, seeing people again that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, a lot of those people we'll, we'll be able to see during uh, Spring or spring Fling, but how's that? So a lot of those people that are coming, that were at Spring Fling are coming down to how's that in North Carolina, so that'll be fun. Yeah. We need more people to sign up. We got room. Yeah, we do have room because we are at about 50 right now. So we got plenty of room for more people. So, yeah, sign up for that tournament. And it's going to be fun because I actually am going to play Rat Catchers. I, once again, made a promise on anatomical precision. We'll see if I hold it this time. Oh, so your promises (laughs) mean something on anatomical precision, but they don't mean anything on our podcast. Yes. Yeah, way to go, you fucker. (laughs) But we also decided who you two will be playing at the at the whoa, uh, whoa, how's that? We didn't decide who I was going to be playing. Oh, we did decide what Gers is playing though. Yeah, I announced it on the on the Charleston beer seminar. <laughs> so, Chris, you're going to be playing Nabs. Sure, why not? All the rerolls. Yeah, that'll 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 be a fun time to play them for the first time at an event. You need to practice rerolling. I'm not going to be yes. practicing with those fucking yes. navigators. <laughs> No, I'm, no, on, I'm, pre- I'm honoring my bet. I am not going to devote effort into learning navigators. No, no you just need to roll some dice. You just need to roll them again. Yeah, just roll dice and then roll them again. Okay. Just make sure you know how to re-roll. By the way, the deal was for a guild that I actually own. You guys yeah, better we'll fucking provide this guild for me. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, we will. I'm not fucking buying them. Yeah, no, we got we got you. That's already taken care of. And you know what? I'll let, I'm going to let you use my nice frozen forge navigators tokens oh fancy <laughs> oh yeah so you're playing them john who the hell are you playing for how's that or who are you looking at what are some options that you have here well, we talked the other day i'm kind of i'm kind of i'm looking at the engineers a little bit you know trying a little more jank not, not a whole lot of representation of engineers i think you should play the blacksmiths I, I i liked some things the blacksmiths were doing against me i was like that's cool but they kind of just reminded me of Butchers, that linear... I need some jank. What are you talking about? The blacksmiths are anything but linear. Yeah, There's so many different combos like. you can put together. Yeah, but not the good ones. What the fuck are you no, talking see, about? See, no, see, he's talking about, like... I've been playing, like... I played a couple of games with Rat Catchers this week, and that jank I'm pulling off with them is... Just, like, when you pull it off, you're just like, yeah, this feels good. Like, the last game that I played against Brian Will from uh, Raleigh... I basically, there's one activation where Piper was pretty much surrounded when he activated first. I hit the legendary to kind of clear myself loose a little bit, bought an attack on, you know, Tater, threw him away. And then I did the dilemma on Bushel. I jogged to her. I did the, uh, <laughs> I did the attack and he countered. So I was like, okay, I'm going to push you away and I'm going to burn close control because I have tackle push. And now I'm going to push you back into me and then I'm going to tackle push you again. And now I'm going to score the goal. And now I'm going to jog away. Have fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I might not need that much jank, but I need some jank. Yeah. Jank's fun. I mean, and that's the thing. I think that you either love it or you don't. Like, And, and that's why Season 3 Hunters were really fun. And I just feel like Rat Catchers can do a lot of that. So that's why I just I have more fun with it. And same thing with Blackheart. I like Blackheart more because of the jank. Yeah. I've, and I've played it. I've been looking at Blacksmiths a little bit. I actually was intrigued by them, but I don't know. I mean, that's, I'm looking still. I'm going to play some games. I think that maybe the new Master and Apprentice might be interesting with Blacksmith, so I don't I don't know how they interact with certain against certain teams, but um, they might be cool. They might have some different things that, you know, you don't normally see with Blacksmiths. I want to play a game with the Order, too. I haven't played with them yet. See, I think you would like kind of what the Order has to do with a lot of... The, I, I, man, I tell no, you, I was I, surprised. I think that John would have some fun learning the Order, I don't think that John would like playing them in a competitive way. They're well, not, they're, you look they're at not the, the most competitive team. There were five order players. Can you guys guess what the highest placing order player was? 
He was either ten. Three or th- Wait, are you talking about his rank? Yeah, go ahead and give me a ranking or give me like I'm going to guess 10th. Uh, eight, okay. 18th. Okay. So the highest ranking Soltheshian player was 24th. Oh. And he went went 3-3. Three and three. Hmm. Well, get good. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I just think it's one of those things where it's like, if you, the ball of light can help a few things, but there are some teams where it's just like, it's hard for them to get the ball... Oh, it is well. If there's a way that you can get that ball of light and just kick it into like the middle of nowhere, absolutely do that. Yeah, definitely. That will fuck their shit up. Yeah. I mean, you'll take four damage for it, but it's well worth it because now they're doing like literally nothing. Yeah. I didn't say I was going to play him competitively. I just said I wanted to play a game. Yeah, I think you'd have fun with him. Seems fun. I have played a game with with the engineers with Rivet though, and that seems. I don't know. I mean, I think she can do some really cool things as well. I think she just enables her team. I don't know what she does at all. Uh, I mean, her so her playbook damage is actually pretty solid. Right, but, I mean, is that what you're there for? I mean, she can be. Yeah. Especially if you tool her up with uh, Ratchet. Yeah, that's cool and all, but attack six velocity. Yeah, I mean, hey, that sounds like a good time, too. Here's here's some two-inch melee, too, while you're at it. Yeah, you know, go, go and use that. There and you spade. go. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, you got Spade, who didn't get touched by the nerf. So, yeah, why not bring her? Seems good. I'll tell you who else I really like that I played is Fuse. Yeah, Fuse is fun. Fuse is a freaking control piece. It's like, oh, vet, oh, vet boar, you're kind of... Hanging out here, you haven't activated yet, but this model next to you did. Well, that model's sitting in front of you now. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not charging, bitch. <laughs> or hey, go ahead and sit yourself behind that barrier. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> yeah. So, anything else that you guys want to talk about with Spring Fling, or anything else you noticed, or I'll, I'll tell you what. I think that if we go and do Spring Fling again next year, if it's set up the same way that it was this year. I'm very tempted to not play Guild Ball and just do the other demos and stuff. Like, the people that went and just did, like, demo games and stuff, they made out, like, fucking pirates. Yeah, some of them got, like, four board yeah, games. Yeah, like, like they, they had, like, this this board game play, and then you could get into a raffle. Now, I didn't really understand how the raffle worked, because I thought, like, for the way it was described to me was for every game you play, you get entered into the raffle. And so I thought that yeah. the Guild Ball people were getting entered into the raffle. If they play six games, they've got six entries. I didn't realize it was if you played the board game, then for every time you played that game, you got entered into a raffle to win that game. And so at the end of it, I was like, well, I spent all this time playing Guild Ball, but ultimately, like, I was kind of frustrated, like, I was sick. I didn't feel like I was the most competitive guy there. It's not like I was, you know, really had a chance to, to win the tournament. I'm like, man, I should have just played some of these board games, uh, you know, hopefully won some board games, but at least got exposed to new games I'd never had before. I would consider just doing that at Spring Fling next year. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that it's starting to expand enough where I think Bill's going to have to do it in some kind of convention center or something or some kind of, like, hotel uh, just because, just space. Yeah. And I, I I would actually like that better, too, because if we had, like, a hotel that he was running out for, you know, the weekend where we were playing Guild Ball and those board games were, I would like to just sit there and, like, do kind of like what we did at SteamCon, where it's like, okay, you know, drink with some people. All right, let's play some board games now and just have a good time, you know? Yeah, and I, I, I would felt like to see we, we were so where... busy with the tournament, we couldn't play any of those games, really. Yeah, we weren't really able to have time to play the games, also because the store had to close down. But the other thing that I kind of thought of through that is, I remember at SteamCon, and I really liked this, that they had other things going on at SteamCon. So once people were done with the Last Chance Qualifier, or in this case, once people are pretty much done with, you know, hey, I'm, I'm probably not going to win anything in this tournament. Okay, well, at that point, drop out of the tournament and go do other things. Um, and then, you know, the only people that are playing kind of till the end are those top people. And yeah. I, th- I think that I- I'm going to consider doing that more in the future. Um, ultimately, I mean, I'm I'm relatively satisfied with how things ended up because I do like that I had that 
those two games to kind of make me just feel a little bit better after I wasn't sick. So, I mean, it, it was fine. But, yeah, I would have put a lot more time into doing the other games. I think that I would have had a better chance to, you know, kind of kind of win something. Um, and uh, that's one thing that I'm looking forward to that I think uh, Jake probably does better than anybody else um, is the events where everybody wins something, right? Like, you know, it's, it's in order of how you finish, but, you know, the first person gets to pick first and then he goes through all 50 people or however many show up and they all get to get something off of a prize table so everyone walks away with something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a great way to run it. And that's kind of like, I like the way Lon did it too where, you know, you got tickets for doing things in the games and then you could put that in any raffle that you wanted. Yeah. So that was another cool way. Yeah, I just, I, I'm just not a big believer in like front loading the winnings like in in the sense that sure you know people that win first second third place you know maybe make it to where they get their money back as far as their entry money um but really if you just give them a first place trophy or a first place plaque or whatever it is uh anybody that's taking first second or third is going to feel good about that you don't need to give them big winnings as far as like all sorts of extra shit they already feel good that they won the event i i like when it's kind of spread out to the rest of the people that maybe didn't have a good tournament or didn't have a good day that, you know, they can walk away with something uh, to feel good about. Or, you know, even if it's something as simple as dice, right? Like your dice were shit for you that day. You walk away with a new set of dice and you can feel good about, okay, now I got these new dice. Hopefully they, they roll a little bit better for me, you know, that sort of stuff. And so, um, yeah, I really like, I really like doing things via raffle because I feel like it's, kind of even for everyone or i like doing things where everybody gets something but it's uh just kind of in order so that way it's not predetermined if it's something that player number five doesn't need they obviously don't take it out of the table but it could make the day of player number seven that you know really could use whatever that thing is that they wanted off the prize table i mean i'm not mad about it (laughs) i say you made out pretty good there john yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the, the John, John did well, so he doesn't care about that. But <laughs> I'm 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 looking at the general community. I say finish third again. Yeah, I finished third a lot. <laughs> oh man, didn't get best goal though, so you disappointed us. Oh, I'll get better. Get get good. I will get so, better. So so would you play butchers at how's that? Or are you kind of like done with them? No, I mean I think they're they're so strong. And I probably have the best chance of winning with him, but I just didn't have a. I don't have a whole lot of fun with it. So why didn't you have as much fun with them then? It's just not my style. You know, they're so linear and straightforward. There's no control. I mean, they they control in the way of if Vet Borg goes first, he's going to eliminate an activation. But it's just not. You know, there's. Yeah, they were they were slow. They're not slow now because Cinnamon. Yeah. Fuck that model, Jesus. She was my MVP. I mean, unreal. Um, yeah, I don't think you're surprising anybody with a lot of your decisions you make with that boar. I think it's all just like, yep, that's what you're doing. Yep, that model's dead. Okay, what are you doing next? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk a lot of butchers. Too. We've beaten that dead horse, you know. But I just, I just, they're very straightforward. They're very, you know, you know what you have to keep from being controlled, and you know you're going to kill things. So I think that means you need to play Alchemist then. <laughs> I need to see. I need. I need another captain. I do. I love the idea of Alchemist though. I mean, well, I'm sure they're I, getting I was, one at some point soon. So I can. Yeah, I can I was, tell you this right now. They do not have a game in Event Boar. <laughs> yeah, you did play them twice over the weekend. Yeah, I played them twice, and and the two guys I played, one of them had a really bad day, but the other one I played, I thought he was a decent player, and I was just, I was just watching him like, what are you going to do to me? Like, okay, Event Boar's on fire. Cinnamon changes that like I don't know I didn't think there was any game they had to really beat me because they can't they they don't have enough of a goal threat Vitriol's good but I don't think she's enough of a goal threat to to stop the butchers from doing whatever they want yeah I think alchemists are one of those guilds where I think they just we're gonna have to see what their next captain's gonna be and then we're gonna have to see what the minor team does for them so we'll we'll see. They got some, they're going to have something coming out sometime in the next couple months, probably. So they get we'll a see. they get a BD captain that like gets 
plus damage for conditions or something, I'm in. Yeah, that would be really cool if they had some kind of fighting captain versus yeah, like, their jank like and scoring. season catalyst. <laughs> catalyst. Three, I doubt it. Just I doubt beast it. Beast mode. I doubt it. I mean, season three catalyst is just a pile of like acid, isn't he? Because he just blew up. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's true. Witness me. Uh, yeah, I don't know about it. I don't know about a veteran or season. Let's see who they have. Yeah, some kind of captain that pairs well with like Venom, and then him and him or her and Venom could just go in and just wreck stuff. That would uh, be really cool to see. I want, I want Vet Flask. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Bring back like the... like a like a squatty flask. Is that what you're talking about? No, like make him a badass. Like he got bigger. It's a big ass robot, and bring back like super intensify. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that could be uh, that could be interesting. I guess. I just remember Flask and Intensify, and how with Intensify with the old plot card and the mascot you had to charge for like free. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean that used to be good. Yeah, right? or you yeah, could get a plot card like Husbandry. I don't know what that is. That was before my time. <laughs> it was dumb. <laughs> It just has no bearing today. Like, it, it, yeah, because it was like, hey, your mascot comes back on the pitch. Yeah, you used to when you, the mascot got killed, you used to not be able to bring it back on the pitch. Like it was just out for the rest of the game, and so they had this card that would allow you to bring your mascot back on. And no, I was I had a token that said husbandry, and I never knew what yeah, it was. It was not like that's what it is. It was for that plot card. So let me ask you guys this: talking about plot cards and game plans and stuff. So season four isn't stale because we're getting a lot of these new captains, but there are a lot of people that would like to see the game plan cards change for the new season. So I was just wondering if you guys had any ideas or just kind of want to talk about what are some of the things you like and don't like about the current game plan cards and maybe what you'd like to see change. I think there's too much of a spread with the seven to one. Okay. Because, I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times I find myself not getting sevens. And if I do get sell it, you know, sell it to the crowd, the one six that I don't like. Well, and disadvantaged. The other thing is, it's the spread of cards. Is if you just don't get the right cards, it can screw you up when you do have one of those teams that is very straightforward, and everyone knows how they're going to activate their models, and vet boar is going to always go first, or. You know, Tapper needs to do this to set up his whole team. So, I I wouldn't mind if the game plan cards were set up in such a way that, you know, maybe both people had, like, the same cards in some ways. And it was just a matter of when do you want to play them to where you had a little bit more knowledge about what they were, what they had in their hand. Um, Hmm. You know, or maybe, maybe you have, like, seven cards and you drop two. But they're you're working from the same deck that other people have, so that they don't know which two you're dropping out of your hand. Obviously, once you know the teams, there are going to be teams that lead certain ways or another. But it would be it would be I almost think that would be a better way of doing it than man, you just drew well, you got two sevens and a six, and the other guys got you know they're. <laughs> Four. A5, and then everything else was lower. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like when you get two sevens and a six, it's such a huge advantage. It's, it's, oh, it's a massive advantage. But I, the, I also think that the game plan card should always kind of work to work to your advantage in the sense that, like, I don't like that you can play a card and then the other person has the better advantage because they get to get their dodge second. Right, like yeah. and like I I would almost like it if it was just both guys can make a a dodge, but the person playing the card gets to choose which which mm. the order is in, right? You can choose but, to go second and dodge second. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, but I mean, then what's the advantage of playing a seven card if you're not trying to win the initiative, right? Like, so it's kind of this counterintuitive thing where it's like, okay, I need to win the initiative. But by them dodging second, they've just fucked my turnover. So it's I would like to see it set up a little bit more to where when you're choosing to play a card, it's to your advantage and it's not as 
Yeah, I, I, I don't really, I, I don't have a perfect answer for this, but I, I would just like a little bit more, a little bit more of an even and even dis- distribution so, of, of how those cards So play. far, out of all the seasons, I definitely like this set of game plan cards the best. I agree with that. Um, and something I would like to see is there are certain cards that just don't get played that often. And I feel like instead of just changing the whole system again, I would keep the whole system, but then maybe like you were saying, John, where the spreads maybe a little too far, maybe kind of hone that in a little bit more. And I would actually not even throw away the whole set of cards. I would keep the ones that people that people like, or maybe the ones that is like, okay, you see these played and people use them and then change out the cards that don't see any play and be like, okay, people just don't play this card. Let's go ahead and switch these four cards out for four new ones. Right. I think, I think you bring the spread down, you know, go, they go up to five, four or five. That way, yeah. that way the ones are playable. Yeah. I mean, cause really the only reason you're playing the ones is if like you're so far ahead or you just don't care if you're going first and you just want the extra influence. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, and you gotta be, you gotta be really fucking far ahead to play a one. And, and yeah. Seven, right. Unless you have both sevens. I mean, I know you playing boar, you've been there. Oh yeah. I mean, you get double digits momentum there. <laughs> I mean, sometimes usually you're spending it just because you got to keep them, you got to keep your models alive. But yeah, I definitely prefer the cards as opposed to okay, we're gonna roll off plus our momentum because you used to get fucked so hard by that dice roll. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Be like, I'm up for momentum. Oh, you rolled a six. Hope I don't roll a one. Yeah, Chris was like the king of rolling ones. Dude, that fucking... Anytime it's something about a fucking dice roll, I, I expect to get fucked. Just, <laughs> and that's just why like, you're playing Navigators. Just like I did with fucking Princess in this past tournament, where it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to walk oh, yeah. away from oh, good. Princess. Sure, sure that one. Sure that. Go ahead, oh, do yeah, it. Oh yeah, this fucking... The whole, drew, sto- whole story. Drove me fucking insane. So I'm playing Neil Burns, right? And he decides to walk away from Princess. Of all the models in Guild Ball, Princess has gotten that ability to roll even higher tack against models walking away. So at least there's a fucking consequence, right? So he walks away with Bolt, and Bolt, I believe, is a 4-1 model. If I... Yeah, how how many boxes did Bolt have left? Like, one. Um, So I have to roll, like, one success here. And then... I so I roll the one success, and or or I roll and I get eight tack and I roll zero successes, and I'm just like you've got to be fucking kidding me! Like I can't get one out of eight. So then he actually plays that fucking plot card where he gets to dodge second, and then fucks me up because then like I can't kill him and score the goal that I need, so I can't get the six point activation I need with fucking boiler. Like, it ah, just drove me fucking crazy. <laughs> so, anyway, that's one where I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And you know what? I like Neil, so I don't want to take anything away from his win. Uh, obviously, you know, it wasn't like I was blowing him out because it came down to something like that. But I just kind of wish that there was, like, a point in Guild Ball where you could be like... Here, this is a plot card I want. I want a plot card where I can take the dice averages for the rest of the turn and just be like, I'm just going to take the average roll. I'm not going to fucking spike. I'm not going to fucking... I'm not going to fucking have my dice betray me. I'm just going to take the fucking average roll. So if the average is three successes and and you have one armor, I'm going to get at least two hits every fucking time. So at least I can do the fucking math to be successful here. Nice. Well, I mean... When you get re-rolls, you're really, really likely to get average every time. Yep. Yeah, well, so I guess I'm going to have that experience. Often. We'll see how it goes. There's, I, I want I want a, a team that has re-rolls, but instead of them being a scoring guild, they're a, they're a takeout melee-type guild. You don't need that when you're rolling eight dice. Well, here's the thing, though. Navs actually can be pretty decent at taking models out. So you can do that. Mm, they're okay. I, I mean, obviously, I'm playing against them with the butchers. So the yeah. one redeeming quality is at least they have the Polynesian models in there. So that's that's right. That, so that's cool. Like, how's how's it, brah? Are you gonna do a terrible Jamaican accent and attribute it to Hawaii again? 
How, how's it, brother man? Any parting blows for? Oh yeah, I want to share a story about how Pete was a dick to me. So <laughs> while Whoa. we're at this event, right? So I thought we were doing things where we were getting like raffle tickets for participation stuff, right? <laughs> so at the end of the event, like after we play our last game. I just wanted to go. We we were packing up our stuff, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put my butchers in the in the painting contest, right? Because I, I thought if you participated, you got like raffle tickets, right? The first thing Pete says is, "Why you're not gonna win? Like, like wow, you are not a supportive friend. Fuck you, asshole." I was like, <laughs> was I was so like, funny. I was like, dude, I'm like, there's some legit painted stuff here. Don't waste your time. Don't waste right? your time. You're, you're not, not gonna, gonna win, fucking right? win. I'm just like. That wasn't why I wanted to enter it, but <laughs> okay. Oh god. Oh, by the way, Funny that um up. the guy that won that had those painted fish, I think his name was Evan. Yeah. Yeah, Evan Rip. Uh yeah, th- those fish were fucking so smooth and the colors he chose yeah, were clean. So like so cool. They had that that coolness of a good fisherman paint job. I really really liked his paint job and I actually talked to him and you know, got some two cents from him as far as how he does some painting uh, tips and tricks and those types of things. Really, really nice guy as well. I felt really good for him being able to win that, uh, you know, best best painted guild award. Yeah, and John got John got beat out for best goal by the uh, minor player that had the Donkey Kong goal. Yeah, those are, those conversions were sick though. Did you look at those up close? Oh yeah, those are sick. Where he was like, yeah, he's, like he's riding he's riding the uh, the cart. With the cart, yeah, it was cool. Because I was a bit, I was a big uh, Donkey Kong sixty four guy. Yeah. So that was my jam. It's okay if I, if I didn't have to fly there, I would have had the pumping blood into the fountain. I had yeah. more than three point four ounces. I could take it on the plane. All right, John, <laughs> you got any parting blows, or uh, we ready to ready to roll? Damn it. All right, well, let's roll some dice and throw some salt. We'll see y'all next time. All right, peace. <laughs>